Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. We are live before a studio audience at the Plantation on Crystal River. Many thanks to Mike Miracle and Jody Long, who's tucked way back in St. Petersburg, manning those studio controls. And if you want to find out more about our mission called I Work For Him, Please check out our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. In case you want to get an archive of all of our shows, are available on the WTIS1110.com website. Click under Shows and then look for the I Work For Him show. In the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see all of the archive shows. You may ask, why am I doing the I Work For Him show? Because around Tampa Bay, on any given Sunday, there's four and a half million people. But on on Sunday, if every pew were full, there's over 3 million people that will never go to church. But on Monday morning, they'll go to the workplace. And those people may look at you and see Jesus, and that may be their only chance to ever see Jesus. So we're all called to go. Some of us get to go overseas. Most of us get to go to work. And that's what the I Work For Him show is all about. Now, before we get started, a little bit of perspective. You know, I'm a business owner. I Work For Him is my business. It describes what I do. It's my passion. But I'm not an expert. I'm in this battle right along with all business owners out there fighting to understand God's role in my business each and every day. And so I invite you today, as we have a very special guest, we had Dr. Jim Harris on the show with us over four months ago. We did a radio, a phone call in, and I said, boy, we got to do this live. And so today, like I said, we're at the plantation on Crystal River. First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks has all their managers right here in the studio with us today. And, and we're going to talk about Dr. Jim Harris's book, The Impactor. All right, Dr. Jim Harris, I'm just going to ask your permission. Can I just call you Jim for the rest of the show? Yes. Very nice. Okay. Because you've invited me to a beautiful resort best people in the world. And there's manatee floating all through the parking lots everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable. Okay. So I'd like to introduce Dr. Jim Harris. He's written The Impactor, which is his 11th book, and it's a parable on transformational leadership. Dr. Jim Harris, welcome to the show today. Thank you. It's great to be back. Am I the first guest you've invited back two times? Uh, um, no, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Now, I've had some other repeat guests, but none near as... Uh, no, I can't Okay, but I, I appreciate you being on the show. Listen, I asked you before when we were getting for the show in the last couple of weeks, what's the Bible verse? What is the verse from Scripture that you said you really wanted to highlight as part of, you know, what you're all about? And you gave me this verse. What is this My verse? My life verse is Psalm 34.3, and that verse is, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Glorify the Lord with me. That's together glorifying the Lord. Let us exalt his name 
together. That pretty much tells it all for me. The glory of the Lord, let's do it together. That's my life verse. And so everything I do in my life, I, I try to remember, this is really what we as Christians are called to do, to glorify God. So one of the things, a real quick side story, my 11th book, one of my first books, I sent a copy to S. Truett Cathy, who's the founder of Chick-fil-A. He sent me back one of his books. I didn't expect it. And here's what he did in his book. He put his life verse, Psalm 22, uh, Proverbs 22.1. And from this point forward, every time for those 12 years, I sign every one of my books, Psalm 34.3, and hoping people will go and see what I'm all about and maybe spur them on as well. So that's a little side story. Well, maybe you just like to take over the whole show. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don't uh, give a professional speaker that opportunity. I understand. Were you a preacher at one time, too? I'm a talker. <laughs> I love that. Okay. All right. Listen, I want the audience to understand who Dr. Jim Harris is. So, Jim, tell us what's your background. What led up to you writing this book, The Impactor? Uh, I finished my doctorate in communication at the University of Florida. Go Gators. Everything's fine. Gator fans will be fine. Take it easy. I grew hey, up in Minnesota. Hey. We don't talk about college football on this show. I had a 10-year fast track in business that ended up at the headquarters of a company you might know about in St. Pete, Clearwater. It's called Eckerd Drugs. Might have heard of it once or twice. For five years, I led the nationwide executive and leadership development for the Eckerd Corporation. Before 20 years, it was my own. And so through my business on my own, and my company's name is To a Higher Level, T-O, To a Higher Level. I wonder what that means, Jim. To a Higher Level. Now, this is the 11th book along my journey. So besides writing several of the traditional business books, I took a little bit different angle on the impact. Well, yeah, and this time you wrote, this is the, like I said, you, the 11th book you've written, but it's the first book you've written as a story, a, a parable. Why did you decide to write a parable for business For the last four or five years, the Lord has planted in my heart transformational leadership. That is the number one topic today for speakers' bureaus on the professional speaking circuit. And when you think about it from a Christian perspective, or really any other perspective, the most transformational leader of all time was Jesus, whether you're a believer or not. Jesus was the most transformational leader. He transformed the way we measure time. He transformed the way everything that we look at in this world. And how did he teach through parables? It wasn't plan the 14 points it was stories people could relate to and so the this parable is the first of four that I have in the series the impact or a parable on transformational leadership that tells about the four virtues of a transformational leader well I, I think you know it's, it's noteworthy make sure you know, our Savior used stories that's how we taught people. He, he, he didn't. He didn't have a PowerPoint presentation. He didn't have. Uh, well, he, he didn't books. You know, he just he told stories. And, you know, and it's important to note is that 43 out of 65 of the parables, at least I've been told, I haven't counted this up, but somebody else told me that, are about business. They're in the workplace. That's exactly right. The last parable recorded in the book of Matthew before going to the upper room. It may not have been the last parable Jesus told, but in Matthew, that's the last one he recorded. The last parable is the parable of the talents, specifically saying to his followers, to his disciples on the way to the upper room, I expect an ROI on what you expect you to double what I give you. That's really the story of the parable of the talents. So even Jesus was teaching business principles. I expect an ROI, and if you hide what I give you under your bed, shame on you. All right, so you wrote a parable for leaders, 
and, and it's it, it's written very differently than a typical case study. All right, so why did you do it that way, and and how is it more impactful? Oh, it's the impactor. Okay, but but, but why did you do it? There's a lot of case study books out there. You kind of incorporate the case study right along the parable. Yes, and the, one of the biggest differences in writing a story book, a parable, along the lines of an Andy Andrews. In fact, Andy's going to get a copy of my book. He wants to get a copy of it and look at it as well. Um, is that you have to be real. You have to tell stories from your experience. You have to say it in a way that people can relate to, just like Jesus did. He would tell stories about fishermen and about growing grain in the field that people relate to. So it's not just case study, application. It is you've got to teach from what the people know and what they experience. It's an entirely new way to tell stories, at least it has been for me. All right, so you describe this as a bridge book, mm-hmm. and and really a, a book where it can apply to people that aren't Christians le- who are leaders and, and also Christians who are leaders, and you wanted to bridge that gap. Why did you write a bridge book? Several reasons. Number one, I wanted to write a of a four-book series. What we do, we take the same characters. I've outlined the other books coming up in the series. I've outlined that we're going to follow the same company. We're going to follow the same company through the four series of books. Short books, only about 150 pages each. I wanted to have a hook, just like Jesus had a hook with the parables. I wanted to have a hook that wasn't just a Christianese book, but that anyone who read it could say, yeah, this makes sense. These are the four virtues. The other books are a little bit more dynamic in terms of Christian principles. In fact, the next book will be called The Wind Chaser, and it's going to be The Wind Chaser um, from Success to Significance, a transformational book. And it's going to show how you go from a businessman from being success-driven to significance-driven and how you have a relationship with the Lord so that you can glorify and have eternal impact. So this was a book that anyone can read and they can gain, yeah, this is pretty cool because all I do in the book is talk about biblical principles. He runs their company on biblical principles. scripture in the book. All right, so later this week, you're going to be speaking before the, the Tampa, excuse me, the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Oh, I'm excited the, about yeah, that. And, it's, and we're going to be holding that event on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday at Feather Sound Country Club. And so if anybody wants to find out about it, they can go, uh, they can get onto the web at uh, www.c3tb, c3tb.org, and they can have a chance to hear you live, actually autograph a copy of the Impactor. Right? Absolutely. You only charge $100 for autographs, is that what it is? Uh, so, uh, no, I tell you what. But you'll include the book if you I'll autograph it. I'll include the book with the autograph. How's it? Okay. Do you think that's fair? Well, I, th- well, I don't know if it's fair or not. How okay. much did I charge you for your autograph? I, I'm still making payments. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. Today we're on location at the plantation on Crystal River before a live studio audience. Sure, if you listen carefully, you can hear them clapping very, very loudly. Wow. It, it's huge. It's huge. It's a huge audience. All right. Now, on the first, and we're at the plantation of Crystal River. Did I say that? I, I told them I'd plug them every time we came in and out. All right. In the first section of our show, we just got started talking with Dr. Jim Harris about his new book, his 11th book called The Impactor, and it's a parable on transformational leadership. All right. Now, Jim, you were just getting into talking about how you had written a bridge book, which was applicable both in secular and sacred environments, or like I would say, in a Christian book. The secret business, it, it's for both. Now, what's the greatest compliment you've received so far on the Impactor? I've got to say, you know, uh, the greatest compliment I received was when my when my um, 16-year-old son read the Impactor all in one night. 
He said, I love the way you talk about the four virtues. Even a 16-year-old understood what this was all about. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you actually got, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just amazed you got a 16-year-old to read anything. I mean, just, you know, mother always told me, I have to read stuff for school. I don't want to read a book. Okay, all right. So, yes, Sarah, if you're listening, sorry about that. I'll probably get in trouble for that later. Okay, so just you know, we'll do an aside. Where can somebody get the impactor? You I mean, can come to my website, to a higher level, to a higher level.com. You can order it there. You can go to Amazon.com. You can go to Barnes & Noble. Any bookstore, any brick and mortar, you can get the book, The Impactor, A Parable on Transformational Leadership. And after she'll also be able to get it at Karis Christian Books and Gifts located in convenient in the center of the First Baptist Church of Indian exactly Rocks. That's exactly right. That's right. That okay. be the first place they look. Uh, that's right. You said all those other words, now I'm going to be in trouble with my wife. Okay. All right. Now, you said the Impactor is the first of a four-part series featuring the same company and characters as they journey to business significance. Uh, give us a heads up on what the, uh, the next books. Sure. Well, this book, the Impactor, is about the four virtues of leadership. It, leadership is where it starts. organization. Any organization. The second book, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be called The Wind Chaser, a parable on, um, on going from success to significance. It's going to be really an expanded track. The third book is entitled The Cycle, a transformational business model. So we have the, leaders, the leadership model, the business model, and then the fourth and final book will be entitled The Covenant. And that's going to talk about the culture that you build. So three of the four books are directly related to business business, and the culture. And that'll be the four book series. A lot of guys who are business consultants, you know, they've been in business before. Okay, And you've got a lot of business experience. And, and no, this isn't one of the questions I told you I was going to ask you today. Uh, so you've got, you, you're writing all these books. Are you working day to day with business owners uh, so that you can make sure that everything you're telling people is up to date with today's culture? I have uh, several strategic alliances with some great partners, um, retainer-based alliances, from a nationwide outsourcing companies to um, international executive career firms. Um, so I am working with consulting groups. I am working with private businesses literally all over the country. And I do a lot of coaching, too. One of the things that I've really enjoyed, and Jim, you're outstanding at this as well, is that I want to impact as many people as I can. So if you come to my website, tohigherlevel.com, I have everything from one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities to what I call the inner circle which will actually launch next week, where you can have well, dozens, if not hundreds of people on this on this particular um, circle. And there's a variety of other things, team coaching I do. So I share what wisdom I do have in a variety of different ways, face-to-face, -face, over the Internet, and, of course, on my, uh, my blogs. I blog three times a week at twohigherlevel.com. It's easy to sign up. And when you do sign up, you'll get a free ebook called Lens Shift. And that's a very important phrase when you think about what we need to do in business. This little short ebook is called And so when you give us your email address, you can get the blogs as well and be up to date with what we're doing. And one of the people in our live studio audience said that 151 pages is too long. So is Lens Shift a little shorter? Lens Shift is about 23 pages. And it actually is a summary of the four virtues of transformational leadership. And those four virtues are character, competence, courage, and commitment. And that's what I'll be speaking on Wednesday at the Chambers events, that I'm going to be sharing a little bit more detail about why you need all four. Three is not enough, and they have in that order. First character, then competence, then courage, and then commitment. When you have those, 
now you're on the road to being a transformational leader. So that's almost like the cliff notes is what you're saying. That's the cliff notes. All right. So you should have. I must say, I got this. It's the hook to get you to buy the book. Awesome. Okay. All right, Kyle, you can be encouraged. That's right. Kyle was in our audience. He was like, man, that that book is just too long. Um, Okay. All right. So, all right. You've got, you talk about the two percenters in your book. Who are the two percenters? The two percenters the Lord gave me are the minimum amount of for-profit, privately held, biblically-based companies that want to do something to glorify God. may not be evangelical, but what they want to do, they're business leaders, men, women, and companies less than 500 employees that are for-profit, privately held, and say, I want to run my business on biblical principles. I suggest that there's 2% of companies, less than 500 employees, that want to do that. 2% of the number of businesses available in America to fit that model is 8,500 companies. So what my passion is, is to find a way to connect those two percenters, 88,500 organizations, what we could do together to share what we've learned, the challenges, and see what we can do together to take companies not only to a higher level, but in the end to glorify God. All right. So, so your passion is, though, to connect to those two percenters and to and to really invest in them. And, and just as I passion to, is to purposefully equip, you know, viral of Christ followers in the workplace, you want to do that same kind of thing. So you're going to use this thing called the Impact 500 That's to right. do that. T- talk right. about the Impact 500. The Lord, in a serious a series of prayer times for me, and every business owner needs to be on their knees daily, he gave to me this concept, the phrase Impact 500. For many, many years, all of us in business, we look at the Fortune 500. Inc. 500, for example, the Fortune 500 are the biggest companies, their practices, or the Inc. 500, the three-year fast, fastest growth companies. My passion is to create the Impact 500. It's not about 500 companies, it's about 500 years. What are we doing to impact eternity? So the Impact 500 is a concept that will combine conferences, it will combine live uh, tel- uh, teleseminars, it will combine online newsletters, online magazines, interviews with business leaders, so that we can understand from a biblical perspective what others are doing and thinking about to run their business to glorify God. Wow. But there's no racetrack involved. No racetrack. Because when I first read that, I'm like, wow, the Impact 500. Think about that. Jeff Gordon with the Impact 500. Oh, not to alienate all you Ford people. You know, be, there could be a Ford guy. Well, let me give you an example to, for our live okay, audience. for our live audience. We're going to force ourselves to have to play golf tomorrow morning at a resort in Florida. Isn't that an awful thing to do? Well, it is. Think about the love bugs. Did you know? I, I mean, yes, yes. There is one golf manufacturer that is, from day one, designed to glorify God on the golf course. Who is that manufacturer? Does anybody know? Ping. Ping golf. They're a two percenter. See, we don't even know that. But if you study their history, Ping has built their company to glorify God. A lot of the golfers that use Ping are believers. Bubba Watson and so many others. So see, I want to connect. What have they learned? It's not just chick Hobby Lobbies. There are so many companies there that have learned and have struggled. Let's see what that collective wisdom can be for all of us that want to glorify the kingdom. That's what Impact 500 is all about. All right. So as, as we end this part of the discussion, we go to questions from our studio audience after the bottom of the half that's hour. That's a dangerous thing to do, to open up questions for the Well, that's people. fine. That's why I haven't put them on posting notes. It'll be okay. All right. So leave us with the one big idea or one big thought that you want to make sure that our listening audience today, whether it's live or on the on the when they're in front of their 
big idea lens shift lens shift for those of us in private business or public business it's a lens shift from this day forward and if you look on the cover of the impactor if you look on the cover of the book the impactor there's a lens we need to make a lens shift and judge everything we do not through secular standards fortune entrepreneur success we need to use the bible as our lens so we need to make a significant lens shift away from just buying into whatever the secular business models are let's see what the bible says about employee relations about negotiation about pay about all and the bible teaches that's the 66 best business books ever written is from genesis to revelation Minus the 67th best business book, but I, I don't want to go there. But the 66th <laughs> best ever written. That was a joke, Jim. Oh, okay. Hey, I got to plug my own yes, book. Yes, you don't do. You well, how can people on. get a hold of this book? Well, there's several ways. Come to my website, tirelevel.com, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, any bricks-and-mortar company. You can you can go to any bookstore, and they can get you a copy of The Impactor. Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian yes. Books. Oh, I had to mention, yeah. Yeah, she's in the live studio audience tonight. All right, now listen. In in the studio today, we have the managers from First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, and I have as my guest today an honor, Dr. Jim Harris, with to a higher level. And we're talking about his eleventh book. Did you get this one right? After you had ten that you wrote, your eleventh book called The Impactor. All right, so Dr. Harris, we're having a lot of fun today. We're going. It's going. This is great. Live audience. Yeah, we've got questions from our audience. Oh, no. Are you willing to take these questions? Absolutely. That's good because you really didn't have any choice. I was going to give them to you anyway. All right. I I love the question submitted by Robert Stanley. All right. Robert Stanley. He goes, how would the impact be different if you had written it for a church organization as opposed to a business organization? The only difference would be this. The way the impactor is written now, there is a non-believing business journalist. Lead off their major magazine, Biz Magazine, and he goes and happens. This is their, this is the company that he is, is told to go and write the story on to learn their secrets of their business. The only difference would be is that I would use a church setting. The principles are still there: character, competence, courage, commitment. So the only difference would be would be the general theme of who they were writing to. Okay. All right. So you, you, you use those four C's. Talk why you chose those four C's. One of the things that has aggravated me over my almost now 30 years of studying leadership is that so many authors, well-meaning consultants, overcomplicate leadership. There are so many 26 steps, 14 things. I said, no. Leadership is simple, but it's not easy. The fundamentals of leadership are simple, but they're not easy. And as I was studying, you know, all these years, what is a simple but doable and powerful model? What comes first? And it just so happens in this model, it's four C's. Um, let me give you an example of why character is so important from a Christian business perspective, why that is. Real quick. Character is the depth of your moral convictions. That's where all your leadership begins, the depth of your moral convictions. If you have competence, you know what to do. You have courage to do it, and you have commitment to do it, but no character, that could be disastrous. So character has to come first. So I put these in a particular order. But that's got to come first. We've got to show the character of Christ in all that we do. Well, I think that that's one of the, that's one of the reasons for the I Work For Him show is that a lot of Christian business leaders who own 
their own businesses, they're not just Christian business leaders, but they actually own businesses, they don't really know how to apply the biblical principles into their workplace. Under each of those four C's, there are three components. Character has three components. Competence has three components, etc. Those are the skill sets. So you take the impactor model, and you can then say, okay, here, here's the concept of character, but how do I apply it? For example, character has three components, wisdom, integrity, and self-discipline. You've got to know what to do for the right reasons, wisdom. You've got to do it, do what you say, that's integrity. And self-discipline, you've got to do it even when it's tough. When you're doing, when you know what to do and you do it and you do it when it's tough, now you're walking in character. That's simple, but you powerful. All right, but transformational leadership. Another question from our audience. You know, is it just another trend? Because it's a great word, transformational. That's like five syllables. But is it really? I, yes, I had to use my fingers. The studio audience is laughing. It, transformational. It, yeah, it's five syllables. Okay, so is it just another trend, though? No. The, the word transform, when you define it, the denotative, the dictionary definition of transform is to change the inner nature or character. To change the inner nature or character of. That's why we have a lens on the front of the book. We need a lens shift in private business away from only accepting what Wall Street says. Let's see what Joshua did. Let's see what Nehemiah, how they. That's the lens shift. So to transform is to change inner nature or character of. Leadership is basically to show the way. If we're going to show the way, we've got to make sure we are focusing on the right things, on the biblical principles of excellence. So the transformational leadership, always looking for men and women that have the characteristics of transformation because if we always do what we've always done, we're managers and nothing ever changes. In fact, it'll get worse. Well, and is it possible to meet Jesus Christ? Is it possible to come into a relationship with him and not be transformed? Zero. Zero chance. So you're Zero. saying that those people that are out there that whose lives don't look any different than their non-Christian neighbors, especially in business, yet they claim to be That's part of the issue. Is if Jesus impacted your life, it should impact all of your life. Exactly. And it should not just be a Sunday, oh, it feels good, rah, rah, hands up, clap, great worship, and you go home and you put it on the shelf. It's a day-to-day -day walk. It's a day-to-day -day on your knees. And if people aren't seeing the Jesus in you at work, then you're not a transformational leader. Okay, but is this idea of using the Bible to apply business, is that a new idea? No. It's been, it's been around for, for hundreds of years. I, just for some reason, over the last, I say, 40 or 50 years in our country, we've kind of gotten away. It's all about Wall Street. It's all about short-term profit. It's all about making my numbers. And even in private business, it's all about, you know, becoming the dominant player in my particular niche, whatever that might be. And sometimes we lose sight. We take our eyes off. We need the lens shift back to what really counts. And that's why the Impact 500 is about eternal impact. What I'm doing today that you're going to impact multiple generations and not just turn a short-term profit. All right, we got another question from the studio audience. They want to know what parable in the scriptures made the most transformational impact on you. There's so many. I'll they only want one, and we're on the radio, so our time is limited. I will go back to what I mentioned in the program earlier in Matthew, the parable of the talents. When you break down that parable, it's three people who doubled what Jesus gave them in the marketplace, doubled their profit, doubled their ROI, won nothing and hid it. 
because he was afraid. The last thing we need is for businessmen and women in the marketplace to be afraid to show Jesus. And in fact, George Barna and all his research has indicated that only 3% of customers across the United States, listen to this business leaders, only 3% of the customers across the United States would never enter your company because you might claim, whether you do or not, claim to be a Christian in the business. And in fact, 47 would avid followers, and another 47 to 48 percent would say, it doesn't really matter whether you're Christian or not, I like your sandwiches, I like what you do. 97 percent of citizens in the country, they would actually flock to your place of establishment if they knew that you were running it on biblical principles. You mean like that in and of itself says, we've got to show Jesus in the marketplace. Take, for instance, Chick-fil-A Day last year. It was unbelievable. I never went an hour for anything, but I was making a point. I got my chicken sandwich and cookies and cream shake. Perfect example. Yeah, perfect. And people were just showing support for him. That's right. Okay. All right. So you've got, we're, we're going to speak before the Christian Chamber of Commerce, yes. Tampa Bay, on Wednesday. So excited. Yes, right. And it's, and that's being held at Feather Sound Country yes. Club at 1130 to 1.30, and you're the guest speaker. And what are you talking about? We're going to look at this concept of transformational leadership. Not only are we going to break down the four C's a little bit more, but we're also going to share the five questions of impact. The five questions any leader, any business person, any mom, any dad, any teenager needs to answer if they want to live a life of impact. Let me see you around here. Show of hands, how many of you in this audience right now wants to lead a life of impact that has an impact? There's of like course, a, there's a thousand hands up. And there's everybody across the radio audience listening over the internet. Keep your not, hands on the wheel, though, please. Yes, please. There's not one. You can praise God with your mouth. Your head, um, there's not one person that has any sound mind that doesn't want to have an impact. And so I'm going to share with you five powerful questions, simple, that you start that journey to being a transformational leader at home or at work. At home. Or at work. At home, in their marriages, be with their children, and at work, with their neighbors, with, I mean, with their friends. Jim, do you it's think your kids would like to have a dad that has character, competence, courage, and commitment? I know they would. And I know that our, our culture is starving for those fathers. We, I mean, we are starving for men to lead in our culture. It's a, it's a huge, huge issue. All right, so at the Christian Chamber of Commerce, they can get signed up for lunch on Wednesday at c3tb.org. That's c 3 tb.org and they can get a chance to hear you live get an autographed copy of your book as that's long right. as they buy the book that's right that's right and you'll leave an autograph their shirt if you want it if they absolutely. want absolutely absolutely so bring a black marker sure okay i've got, I'll one. I've got my shot all right good oh, yeah. okay all right so we are we're you know that's fantastic so wednesday 11 30 club dr jim harris all right all right in the last 45 minutes we've talked with dr jim harris about his his book the so in the last couple of minutes, I want you to talk about what's from our guest in our audience, Tim Ferguson from First Church of Phoenix, the administrator. He actually, well, I can't go into what he does in our church. There's so many things we don't have Nobody time. knows what he does. No, yes, that's right. He plays a lot of golf. All right. What's the biggest challenge people find? People, all right, let's start. What's the biggest challenge people face having an impact on others? Having an impact? Fear. Fear. Fear of rejection fear of failure. And you know, 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy 7 says that God does not give us a, a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and wisdom and peace. And so even when you're in the business community, if you're an owner, if you're a manager, if you're a frontline employee, 
when you want to make an impact for God in the workplace, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. They're not rejecting you if someone does reject you. So to me, it's, it's overcoming the fear, having the character and the competence and the courage and the commitment to do what you know how to do. That'd be a pretty good foundation for a book. What do you think, audience? All right. Yeah. Wow. And they call it the impactor. The impactor. I, I wonder where that name come came yeah, from. The that, impactor. That's right. Making an impact. Well, and I think what's usually if, if you start to introduce Jesus to the workplace, people aren't going to reject Jesus for who he is. They're going to reject Jesus for who they've heard he is. If they actually start to study the Jesus who's my savior, there's no way they're going to reject him because there's nothing to reject. Everything about Jesus is unbelievable. He loved us unconditionally. And what's amazing is that the world just doesn't be. Religion has gotten in the way, and we're not going to get on that soapbox today, but religion's about money, power, and control, and Jesus rejected all of those That's right. And on behalf of us to die for our sins and provide a way for us to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And one of the simplest ways to do that is just to tell one of the stories that Jesus told us, a parable, the parable of the talents, or whatever it might be. Just say, you know, there's a story that goes, people love stories. People love stories. That's why the impactor is a story. Well, that way, I encourage people. A lot of people like to get in arguments with people about Jesus and about the Bible and about God. And I say, don't get in argument with people about it. Just share your story. Share your story on how Jesus made an impact on you. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's probably where you got the impact that's because good, Jesus yeah. was the ultimate impactor. He was. And nobody can refute your story. They can't refute how Jesus impacted your life. They can't argue with you. No, he didn't impact you that way. They can't do it. All right, last question from Robert Stanley. Uh, superb. I First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Jim, who do you think top transformational leaders are today in business? In business, the top transformational leaders. Um, not all of them um, have. Uh, they're not. Not all of them are Christ followers. Not all of them are. You've got to think of Steve Jobs. Um, you know, he was truly transformational. How many of you have an iPad or an iPhone? I mean, you got to think he, he was transformational. Well, both you and I do. We're sitting here. Absolutely, we got our iPhone. I got my iPad. You know. Um, to me, uh, it's a short list of people I put on that list. What I'm focusing on is wanting to highlight those that truly have a kingdom impact, an internal impact. Um, and for instance, we mentioned Ping as a golf course. You know, there's um, a, there's a boat manufacturer in Orlando that is a two percenter company. What I'm looking for are those kinds of leaders, those kinds of stories. They're the ones that are truly transformational because they're going beyond short term profit. They're looking at long term eternal impact. All right, what about the, the top transformational leader church world? In the church world, I would have to say over the last ten years it's been Andy Stanley. If we just look in the church world, because you look at what he's done. He, came, he grew up in a traditional Southern Baptist church. I love Charles Stanley. Listen to him all the time. Watch him on TV. Love him. But he transformed the way that we go about this thing called church. And he was reaching out to people who were unchurched or were put off by church. So without what he's done and what he's put together, you can't help but think he's really transformational within evangelical churches. Well, and what I love about Andy Stanley, he writes great books, very easy to read. What I like about him is that he makes, he makes it simple to understand. That's right. And, and, that's, that's right. And, and he's reaching out to people who need the church. And you know one of the keys of Stanley, when you look at his style, he is a phenomenal communicator. He tells stories. Most of his sermons are stories wrapped around one main point. That's a beautiful one-point stories. All right. We've got to end the conversation. 
Dr. Jim, thank you for being on the show today. Everybody in Tampa Bay, you can come here, Dr. Jim Harris, live on Wednesday at 1130 at Feather Sound Country Club in Pinellas County. Uh, go to the website, c3tb.org, and get registered. That's c3tb.org. Dr. Jim Harris, thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. It's been a pleasure being with you. And thank you, studio audience. You've been great. All right, next week on the I Work For Him show, we're going to be talking with Dave about halftime ministries and the, and the impact between success and significance. And we also have a special call-in guest, Dr. Emerson, Emerson Egerich, who will be calling in to talk about the upcoming live Love and Respect Conference being held at Idlewild on the 25th and 26th of October. All right, so ask yourself these questions, studio, studio audience and listening audience. Does your company have values and virtues? Do they reflect your faith in Christ? If these questions, or uh, uh, we've really talked whole, whole hour, what the impact is all about, if these questions find you desiring an understanding of how God fits into your workplace, then I challenge you to check out Business His Way. The second Friday of each month, it's a it's a partnership between C12, Tampa Bay, and I work for him. We've rolled out this Christian business mentoring program called Business His Way. It's our heart and passion to equip Christ followers in the business world with practical ways to glorify God with their businesses and their lives. Monthly mentoring programs with businesses are very unique. We invite you to be part of Business His Way. Business His Way is designed with you, the Christian small business owner of mine, with just a two-and-a-half-hour commitment each month meeting with a group of like-minded people and exploring what God has to say about walking with Him in your daily work. Business His Way, the second Friday of every month at 7.30 a.m., to find out more, please email me at jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. Or you can also check out recommended resources on the website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number for him.com. A final word of advertisers. My clients often ask me for referrals to other quality vendors. That's who my sponsors are, people I trust, people you can trust. If you'd like to advertise your business on the I Work For Him show and be one of those people that I can trust, contact me at jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. Look for links to the company websites that are my sponsors and advertisers right on that website. Please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for iworkforhim.com. Thanks to Mike Miracle and Joey Long for running the controls and keeping me on time and handling this live on location at the plantation. Thanks to each of you for listening in today. Make sure you email me and let me know how God's been speaking to you through the ministry of I Work For Him. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I am a Christ follower. I own my own business, and I'm an employee. I don't buy you, Jim, but I work for him. No time to chit chat Problems at my job Wondering what to do I know I should be working But I'm thinking of you And just when I feel this crazy world Is gonna bring me down Just when your smile comes around Ooh, I love the way you hold me By my side, you'll always be You take each and every day Make it special in some way I love the way you hold me In your arms, I'll always be You take each and every day Make it special in some way